This is Healing Justice, a podcast bridging conversations at the intersections of collective healing and social change. I'm your host, Kate Warning, and each week we share a conversation with a powerful leader and an accompanying audio practice to help resource you in your leadership and the well-being of you and your people. In this practice, you are joining Dory Midnight to learn about how to make an essence, which is a people's medicine or an energetic medicine of your very own. These are incredible instructions and are so fun to follow. The possibilities are endless for what you can make. And right now, as you hear this audio, you can just listen along and let it sink in to really get the idea and hear the process. And when you're ready to make your essence, you can click through to the show notes to open up the Essences for Everybody guide that Dory wrote up just for us. There are some steps to this process. And so for me, having the handout is super handy to take along when I venture out into nature to make my essence. And if every week you're hearing me talk about finding things in the show notes and you don't have any idea where to find those, um, you can try out looking up the podcast on Radio Public if you're listening somewhere else. Um, You can download the Radio Public app on your phone or you can search for Radio Public Healing Justice in your browser on your computer. And the notes are a little more obvious to find in the Radio Public interface than some other ways of listening to podcasts. So basically, you'll see that there's a long version of kind of a written episode description, and that's what I mean when I'm talking about the show notes all the time. So speaking of show notes, there's something else you can find there, which is the link to get your very own handcrafted magical essence from Dory herself. And you can get this by becoming a $13 a month or above level donor on our Patreon account. That means that you're giving a donation to support this podcast, which is disseminating healing practices for activists around the world. And also, you get a gift. You can line it up next to the essences that you're about to make. And so Dory has generously offered us an exclusive batch of her incredibly sought-after essence that is called Yes Liberation as a reward just to our donors. So in order to find that, you can head over to patreon.com slash healingjustice to check it out. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash healingjustice. And look for the reward called Medicinal Magic. That's what it is, medicinal magic. And you can get uh, the Yes Liberation Essence um, for overcoming oppression from Dory Midnight. So let me tell you something about Dory, and then let's make our freaking essences already. So Dory practices community-based intuitive healing that weaves together plant and stone medicine, ancestral and queer magic, and justice work. She draws on her training as a clinical herbalist and an interfaith minister, as well as traditions from her Sephardi, Ashkenazi, and Romani ancestry. Dory's work is grounded in self-determinism, collective liberation, and the belief that healing ourselves is inseparable from healing our communities and the planet. Her work is inspired by a web of teachers, healers, artists, dreamers, and activists in disability and healing justice, earth-based Judaism, and queer liberation. 
Dory lives in Western Massachusetts, where she teaches, creates ritual, makes potions, and maintains a local and distance healing practice. And we recorded this practice together up in the space where she sees clients for healing and where she makes her potions. So there is a special energy of the environment in which Dory recorded this just for you. All right, so let's get to making our essence. Here we go. Hi, this is Dory Midnight, and I'm going to teach you how to make an essence. So to make an essence, you're going to need a few things, and what I'm going to do is teach you how to make the essence, and then you can go out and do it. Essences are a vibrational or energetic medicine that can be made with anything. They can be made with plants or flowers, trees, stones. They can even be made out of a moment in time, being near an animal, or even a group of people gathering together. I have essences of the northern lights. I have essences of whales swimming in a bay. I have essences of redwood trees. I have essences of Venus in the night sky. So you can really make an essence out of anything and use your creativity. You're basically bottling up time and intention and energy and putting it in a bottle so that you can take it as medicine. It is a really wonderful, wise, beautiful form of support that encourages us to have radical intimacy and connection and use our intuition in our own healing. It's a practice that I love because it is so self-determinist. We get to connect with something and we get to understand what its medicine is rather than having someone tell us what it's for. It's also a practice of connectivity and collectivity because as we're connecting with whatever it is that we're making the essence of, we're receiving that information and then we get to connect with all of the people who have ever made this same essence and know what their experience was of it and get to receive the medicine that they've also interpreted. So this is a beautiful practice that you can incorporate into your own healing if you like. So to begin, you have to choose what you're going to make your essence of. I really recommend tuning into what has been calling your name. It's not always the thing that you want to choose. Like let's say you really want to make the essence of this beautiful rose, but that rose doesn't happen to be blooming right now. And actually you just keep on noticing this like scrappy dandelion who keeps on popping up in the cracks of the sidewalk by your house. Now that is your medicine. That is what's calling your name. Or let's say you really are thinking, oh, it'd be amazing to make an essence out of some shiny sparkly stone, but actually you keep on finding these beautiful round stones with a circle on them. That is what wants you to make an essence of it. So it's really kind of paying attention to what is calling you. It's a way to get out of the kind of human directed trap of we are in charge of everything and being in more receptivity about what's coming towards us, what's showing us that it wants to support us. And a lot of times that's things that we see in our daily lives, things that are around us, your favorite tree in the park maybe, something that you're already kind of connected to or something that you've been noticing a lot. In these directions, I'm going to be kind of keeping it vague because you could be making this essence out of a stone or out of a tree or out of a flower or out of a moment of time. But what matters is that you feel a connection to that thing. So the first step is to select what you're going to make your essence out of and then figure out the time that you want to make this essence. Traditionally, people make essences in the morning, first thing in the morning with morning light. 
but people also make essences under the full moon, under eclipses, on special occasions like a birthday or an anniversary or some kind of important event. So it's really just picking a time that feels relevant to the energy of the medicine that you want to make and picking a time that's going to be supporting the medicine. Once you figure out when you want to make your essence and what you want to make your essence out of, you're going to collect a few supplies. You're going to need a small bowl or some kind of vessel to make the essence out of. Now, traditionally, people usually use a small to large plain glass bowl. But because this is people's medicine and because this is radical self-determinist medicine, what is the vessel that wants to be used? Maybe it's a champagne glass. Maybe it's your grandma's teacup. Maybe it's just the jar that you have with you because that's what you've got. And so much about healing and medicine making is using what you have on hand and using what feels like the right thing, being in alignment with that. So you're gonna choose the vessel that you're gonna make your essence with. You're gonna need water, and you're gonna need a small jar to pour the essence into. You're gonna need something that will preserve your essence. So most people use brandy. If you're someone who doesn't work well with alcohol and you don't use alcohol, you can also use vinegar. And then you're gonna need a small dosage bottle, like a one ounce or two ounce bottle that you can put the essence that you're gonna take into. And I always really recommend, even though you think you're gonna remember what's in that jar, always having either tape or some kind of label to label what the essence is and when you made it. Because someday you'll open your cabinet and you'll find a jar of liquid and have no idea what it is. And either you'll take it or you'll throw it away. I speak from experience. So make sure you label your essence. You're also gonna need some paper and pen to take notes. Okay, you have selected your item that you're gonna make your essence with. You have figured out what time you're gonna make it. I'm just gonna to explain to you what you're gonna do when it's time to go make your essence and you can just take notes and take them with you when it's time to make your essence. So the first thing to do is to approach whatever you're gonna make your essence out of with gratitude. You're about to ask for its medicine and so you want to bring a sense and a spirit of gratitude for this this thing, this being, this friend, this ally, with so much thankfulness for what it's going to share with you. I usually like to bring or give some kind of offering. So if I am gonna pick a flower or use a flower or pick a piece of tree, I usually will give some kind of offering. And your offering can be a song, it can be your breath, it can be something that you've made, it can even be a little piece of your hair that you're kind of giving a piece of your body in gratitude. Or it can just be some words that you speak in gratitude. Then you want to state your intention. What is your intention in making this essence? Sometimes you don't know quite yet exactly what this medicine is for. So you can just simply say, I want to make this medicine. I serve whatever it is that you serve. Kind of explaining who these essences are for. This essence is for me, or this essence is for the people that I work with, or this essence is for sustaining myself in the work that I do, or this essence is to remind me that I'm not alone and that I'm not isolated and that I'm connected. So whatever your intention is, you wanna state that. Then you're gonna pour some water into your bowl or whatever vessel that you're using. And then it's time to connect with the object, with the, with the stone or the plant or the tree. So if you're using a tree, what you're gonna do is just place the bowl at the base of the tree. 
If you're using a piece of tree, you can also very, very kindly ask for pieces of the tree if you feel comfortable taking parts of their body. What's really nice about essences is that you don't actually have to pick or use any parts of a plant. You can keep them in their entirety. If you're using a flower, what you'll want to do is place the bowl or your vessel near the plant and then either you can ask very politely to take a few of the petals or a few of the flowers and put them in the bowl or you can simply just have the bowl near the plant. If you're using a stone, what you're going to want to do is take the stone and just put it right into the water. There are a few stones that you don't want to drink and I will list those in the notes from the show. Now it's time to listen. So now that you are infusing this water with the plant or the stone or the moment in time, it's time to just pay attention. So some people kind of use this as a kind of meditation time, and some people use this as time to practice your intuition, and some people use this as a time to journal or draw, whatever is the way that you feel you're able to connect with the message that this plant or stone has for you. What I like to start with is noticing everything around me. And this is really about learning the language that stones and plants speak in. They don't use words and so they're going to talk to us through color, shape, size, light. They're going to talk to us through numbers, like how many petals does it have? Is it low to the ground or high? What does it grow near? So it's really like learning that language. You're basically trying to use what I like to think of as either like your child eyes or your witch eyes, or maybe they're both are the same thing. Things that you already know. In herbalism, this is called the doctrine of the signatures, and it's basically like what something looks like is trying to tell you what it's for. So is something have a heart-shaped petal, like roses? It's very possible, very likely, that this plant is indicated for some kind of heart healing. Do the leaves have fur on them? Are they fuzzy? Are they waxy? Are they thick? Do they make you think of something that's protective, something that's softening? Are there thorns? What are the branches like? Or if you're working with a stone, what are the colors? What are the shapes? What do you know about the chemical makeup of the stone? What do you know about where it comes from and the land it comes from? And then there's learning about the folklore and the medicine and the history of these plants and stones, which you can do once you're done making the essence. The other thing to notice is what's happening for you internally. Are memories arising? Are you seeing images? Is there a story that's coming up? This is where it's helpful to have a journal where you can draw or write. What are the things that are coming to you? Is there someone that you're thinking of? Is there a quality in your body? This is a really beautiful practice for getting to listen to everything and really noticing the way in which everything that's happening is relevant to this medicine. So if you're outside, really noticing what animals are around. Are there bees? Are there flies? Is there a squirrel? Are there birds? And then what is your emotional state around this plant or stone? Do you suddenly feel agitated or at peace? A lot of times when you get activated when you're doing this, it's an indication of what this medicine might be for. I've had many experiences where a pretty unpleasant feeling arises when I'm making an essence and it is exactly what this essence is for. 
So the process of making an essence can take anywhere from 15 minutes at the least you want to give it to three hours or if you're making it under the full moon or new moon or eclipse you can leave it outside overnight once you've taken all of your notes. So you leave the bowl there and you sit with it if you're sitting with it for an hour or if you're gonna leave it you just make sure that it's protected and you will be guided. You can also ask, ask the plant, ask the stone, ask yourself what is the period of time that this essence needs to sit for. It could be time bound just by what your availability is, or it could be that you have a very clear indication of how long this essence is supposed to sit for. And this is really an intuitive practice. Try to get out of your good student mind. You already know, this is like your medicine. And so really trusting your gut and your intuition about this. When you feel like the time is right to be done with the essence, you will either very carefully, I usually do it with a stick, remove the petals if you've put them in or the leaves, make sure there's nothing in there. You can also use a tong or something to take the stone out. And the very first thing to do when you pick up your essence is again, extend gratitude. This is a practice of engaging with the land and an ally. And so you really want to extend gratitude. And something that I really like to do is to pour a small amount onto the land where I've made it as a thank you, like offering it to the land first or to the plant. And this is where you're going to bring your jar and you're going to fill up half your jar with the water from the essence, leaving half of it empty. I like to use a pint jar for this. You probably don't want to make like a quart of essence just because you won't use it that much. It's a very diluted process. So either like a pint, a half pint, depending upon what jar you have available. And then if there's any left and you feel comfortable drinking it, you can have a sip and share it with people if you're making the essence in community. This is a really great collective process to do in groups of people who are trying to build intimacy or doing healing work together is to make an essence together and get to share what information everybody got together. So now you're gonna take your jar that's half filled with the water. That right there, that is called the mother essence. And then you're gonna fill the other half with whatever liquid you're using for preserving. So I use brandy. If you're using liquor, you want something with a high alcohol content, something like 80 to 100 proof. You literally can have this jar of the mother essence for like 20, 25 years. This is a very sustainable medicine that will last you a long time because you're not gonna actually take the mother essence. So now you have your mother essence, which is half water, that is your potentized water, that's what it's called, the potentized water that has the medicine in it, and half brandy or apple cider vinegar or whatever kind of vinegar you want to use. That is your jar of mother essence. You label that mother essence of, you write what you use, what plant or flower or tree or stone you made it out of, and then you write the date. If you want to put on there like full moon or where the planets were, or if you even want to write some of your notes about if there were some key words that came with this essence, you can put them on there. Now, you're going to take your bottle, which is gonna be your dosage bottle or your stock bottle. And that'll be one of those amber, you know, if you, if you have ever taken a tincture and you have leftover bottles, this is a great thing to do with them, like a one ounce bottle. And you're gonna fill that one ounce bottle with plain water. I like to do about 60 to 70% plain water and then 30 to 40% something that is used to preserve. So that would either be brandy or some kind of alcohol or vinegar. So that's your bottle right now. And then you're gonna shake up your mother essence that's in the jar. You're gonna take your little dropper bottle 
and you're gonna take three drops of the mother essence and drop it into your stock bottle. Yes, only three drops. This is like absolutely this moment of beautiful anti-capitalist, anti-materialist healing where it only takes three drops. Now, one of the people who brought flower essences into the more mainstream, I mean like hardly mainstream, but the, you know, the not mainstream mainstream is Dr. Bach, who is the person who made Rescue Remedy. And probably if you've gone to co-ops or health food stores, you've seen the essences from him. He was actually a totally radical socialist doctor who was really into treating people with affordable medicines. He actually burned a lot of his research before he died because he didn't want it to be marketed and capitalized upon. And he was really afraid of people taking his essences and trademarking them and selling them, which is what happened, but that's another story. So he was the one who sort of came up with this dilution formula. And when people asked him, why do you only do two or three drops of the mother essence into your stock bottle? He said, in case you miss the first time. And what I love about that is it's this very imperfect, very personal medicine where really one drop would do. We're not trying to hit ourselves over the head with this strong, heroic medicine, but rather we're trying to shift states with subtlety. And in my experience, essences are actually incredibly powerful medicine, partially, I think, because of this intimacy and intention that goes into them. I'm not really a person who believes in looking into scientific proof or placebo versus... Like, placebo to me, I don't even know what to make of that. But you can think of this essence however you like. If you want to think of it as a magic potion, if you want to think of it as fairy medicine, if you want to think of it as a vibrational drop, if you want to think of it as like, I don't even know what this is, but it's working, and so I'm going to go with it. Whatever works for you. So you're going to take your stock bottle that has the three drops of the mother essence in it, you're going to put the lid on it, and you're going to label that. And this is a time to get creative and make a pretty label if you want. And then you're gonna kind of write up your notes. Like what was this essence for? Really look at your notes, compare notes with other people. Don't go Googling essence of blank before you make your essence. Go in with a totally open mind. Like what is this gonna give to me? But once you've made your essence and you make your notes and you kind of have a sense of what this essence is for, you can go and research and see, has anyone ever made an essence of whatever it is that you made it of, like an oak tree or a ruby or black-eyed Susan or dandelion? You know, you can ask around, either ask other herbalists, like what's the spirit medicine of this plant or stone? Or you can look online and see. And it's really an amazing thing. Sometimes it'll be like, that doesn't make any sense and totally doesn't resonate with me. That's great, that's beautiful, isn't it? Beautiful the way that there's so many different kinds of experiences and ways to be in the world. And sometimes you may find that there's a lot of resonance and it's totally bizarre and weird the fact that like everybody's taking this essence and feeling a very similar thing. Either way is great. So now you have your stock bottle. A lot of people sometimes from this will make another separate dosage bottle, but I really like to use the stock bottle and you get to figure out what's the way you wanna take this medicine. Is this something that you take daily? I really like to put it either like on my altar or on my kitchen table, which is sometimes basically the same thing, on my dresser or my bedside table, and I figure out a way to take it, maybe first thing in the morning or before I go to bed. You can put drops of it in your water bottle or your tea to take throughout the day. Some other really creative ways to take essences are you can drop them into your bath, 
you can put them into your hair product, you can infuse them in soup or food that you make, you can put them in cocktails, you can put them in truffles. Really, you can do whatever you want with these little drops. And again, it's about small dosage. So you can figure out what number of drops you wanna take. I usually do somewhere between two to four drops under my tongue or two to four drops in my water or tea. This is a really simple practice that you can incorporate, which doesn't actually require you to do very much other than to stop and get quiet and listen. So when you take your essence, you're gonna drop it into your mouth or whatever way you're deciding to take it and then just pause and listen. What happens for you in your body? Maybe you wanna take that moment to do a little movement or a little drawing. It can really be part of your meditation practice or if you don't have a meditation practice, you can do it as a morning or evening practice as a time to connect with yourself and connect with this ally. And then this gets to be an ongoing relationship. You get to cultivate your relationship with this stone or this plant even if you're not in physical proximity with it. Something that's really beautiful about this practice is that you actually don't need to have the thing. You don't need to have the stone. You don't need to have the plant because now you have the essence of it and you have the relationship. You've begun a relationship. And just like any relationship, it just takes time and energy and intention. So you can keep putting energy and intention and time into this relationship with this ally, extending gratitude when you take this essence, learning more about what it's for, and eventually, at some point, you may have a whole collection of essences and you can blend them together. Because once you start making essences, I have to tell you that most people tend to get really into it and start making them everywhere you go. You'll have to start carrying jars in your bag and water and little bottles of brandy or vinegar so that you can just jump out at any moment and make in essence so that you can take in the medicine of our surroundings of where we live of what is already in allyship with us and already really ready to support us in our work there will be notes in the notes of the show of these directions some resources of where you can learn more and get supplies that you need for making essences and if you have any questions about essence making you can do research online or you can contact me through my website I hope that this practice brings you joy and beauty and connection and healing. Thank you. Thank you so much to Dory Midnight for sharing that people's medicine making practice with us. You can check out patreon.com slash healing justice to support the podcast by joining at the $13 a month or above reward level and receive a special Yes Liberation Essence gift from Dory herself in the mail this summer. Make sure to click the link in the show notes to access the written instructions called Essences for Everybody for when you're ready to venture into the woods or wherever it is you're headed to make your own essence. I had an amazing time in Latin America a few months ago making a very meaningful essence under the full moon with my partner and sealed it up in a water bottle only to realize that I had forgotten to add the brandy to preserve it. And by the time that I got home and unpacked my bags and popped open that water bottle, it was um, uh, aromatic. (laughs) It was a bit aromatic. Um, And at that point, it wouldn't have been safe to ingest. So we waited until the next full moon and poured it back out into the earth in a little ritual together and made meaning of that moment, even though I screwed up the steps and didn't preserve my essence. 
So remember, as you go forward, whatever happens in your medicine making, if it connects you more to the earth and to your intention, you can just roll with it. It's all part of the process. You can download our corresponding conversation with Dory to hear us talk about her hilarious story of queer witchy magic from a young age, plants as allies, how activists can better care for our bodies and align with the earth, and a disability justice lens on healing and liberation. You can sign up to stay in touch at healingjustice.org via our email list. Follow us on Instagram at Healing Justice and also find us on Facebook and Twitter. This podcast was generously edited by Abigail Bariola and mixed and produced by Zach Meyer at The Coal Room. Thank you for your commitment to building movements that liberate all of us and making medicine to heal ourselves and one another. Hear you next week.